Hello, I'm Sami Aryan. I'm a tech philosopher and the founder of Impeak. My guest on today's podcast is Dina Burke, the co-founder of Boys Club. Boys Club is actually a community where primarily women come to learn about Web3. So the name is meant to be tongue-in-cheek. I really enjoyed this conversation, and I'm sure you will too. So Dina, I remember that um, I listened to one of your podcast interviews on Bankless a long time ago. I can't quite remember everything that I heard uh, at the time, but I remember certain things that, that sort of stuck with me. One of them was that um, it started out as more of an IRL thing, right? Where you guys were meeting with uh, with other women and there, there was this idea, uh, question around why you chose the name Boys Club. Um, so I was wondering whether you could recap that story of how it all came about and uh, the partner that you had at the time is uh, is she still with you and, and yeah okay, cool. yeah so yeah yeah so happy to um boys club started really organically um and it came about really originally through a conversation that um i had been having with my co-founder natasha who's the partner you're referring to um in we've been business partners for a long time and in our relationship, I had always been the one that was like really into crypto and really into sort of what was happening in the space. I had um, previous to, to starting Boys Club, I had a uh, I, I raised some money and I built a Bitcoin wallet that was designed very intentionally for teenage girls. I was in the space since 2017, just like really just obsessed with what was happening in crypto. And in my relationship and partnership with Natasha, She's kind of like a fashion artsy girl, and um, she had sort of always thought of my interest in crypto as just she she just couldn't she couldn't get she couldn't get into it, and and I in fairness like in 2017 2018 I mean that was bear market times but even at the start of 2019 crypto had been sort of in this black box of technology and finance, like kind of like the the intersection of, of of money and tech. And for a lot of people, that isn't interesting. And um, it wasn't until really uh, crypto, Web3, whatever we want to call it, started sort of seeping into culture in interesting ways that people like her all of a sudden were like, wait, what's going on over here with this thing that Dina had just up until this point been just super nerdy about? Like, wow, there's things like Top Shot, there's social clubs like friends with benefits like um once the technology was starting to be expressed in ways that she could understand um and related to her actual life it it became a lot more interesting for her so um we had we were i was basically like let's just sit down and i'll like take you through some discords i'll teach you what a dao is um we can go on crypto twitter and sort of like start to navigate it and just sort of get you onboarded, I guess, in a sense. And it was after that conversation that I had with her, we were like, man, we just kind of like, she was totally pilled and she was totally in. Like, she's like, I get it. Wow, Dow is like this collective action. And um, so it's this tool for coordination being so powerful. Um, and it, it, the the original idea for Boys Club was like, man, we just, we just want to do that. We want to be able to have that conversation with more people. And so the original idea was, let's just have a dinner and start doing that. And um, that first dinner turned into just snowballed into a series of events. And now it's this whole other thing, but it started very simply as just a, a desire to 
have a conversation where um, you can ask any dumb question that you have about crypto or what's happening in Web3 or what it all means or how it all works and that being totally fine and it just being sort of in the sen- in the in the spirit of exploration. Um, so that's, that's kind of how we started. That's really cool. And how many people came to your dinners in the beginning? Like, did it start like growing slowly? Yeah, it was, um, we had, we had about 55 people at the first event. Um, that was like, we, we just paid for it and we were like, let's just do this and we'll figure out what this is later. Um, and then, uh, yeah, by February it was like 200 people in a room, um, at, uh at a venue in new york and then we were in dc and th- then it started just it's snowballing and i think more than anything else the momentum especially at first was um really due to uh an unmet demand for that type of programming certainly like being able to learn about crypto and web3 definitely that was a huge part of it but also um an unmet demand i think for that type of community as well of primarily women who are bound by their curiosity, I think about what's happening and, and also ambitious um, and, uh, and interested in sort of culture and technology and where it intersects. So I think that it was kind of just really, uh, especially in the early days, just kind of right place, right time where we were coming with something that, that people had wanted. And so, yeah, it grew really, grew really quickly. And um, how did the bear market affect you, right? So, so like because you got quite a lot of people uh, into the space, um, a lot of women, and and then when the bear market happens, what was their reaction? Was it like, yeah, you know, this is a great question. So, I mean, intentionally, the conversation in boys club is not really about investing, uh, and that isn't a big part of what, like, if you were to jump into the Discord today. We don't really have, I mean, we don't have charts or TA stuff or anything like that. It's much more about like, oh, wow, look at this thing that um, Nike is doing with Tiffany's or or, um, what's this like interesting like gaming app and how like it's it's a lot more about exploring what people are building on sort of the edges of what's possible with this tech. And it's not so much about trading. So I will say that, I mean, but of course, that's that's there. It's these are financial assets in many ways. And so that like, it's naturally a part of the conversation, but it isn't the thrust of it. So I will say that um, it more than anything else, it's revealed um, a a lot of the uh, people who were sort of idly interested in what was happening with crypto because they were getting exposed to it by some headline that they saw on Fox news. Um, those people are not quite as engaged. Um, but I will say what um, th- there's still a really strong community of people who are like more thinking about like how, what's my career? Do I have a career in this industry? How can I network with other women who are here and who are working in the space or who want to work in the space or who don't want to work in the space, but are interested in it. So it's, it's actually transitioned into um, just a really rich net- network of of primarily women who are, um, yeah, sort of working in and around and around crypto and and kind of the the top layer of people who are like idly interested 
um, has has diminished somewhat, but we still do see that. And I think that that's really a testament to like this bear market feels different than the last one. Um, and hopefully we'll be shorter. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with you because um, the more you understand the technology, the more interesting it becomes. Yeah. You know, like I'm obsessed with smart contracts uh, in uh, terms of the, the level of network effect that they can create in, in business. I actually just had Raul pal on my uh podcast um uh, he was recently on our platform with carly and they're actually already like using that uh, even though we haven't finished building this new feature but, but what we are doing is that all we have to do is add your contract address to our platform and then all your token holders can can access it right and then yeah do that we've now built this thing where we can connect uh, different communities with different. So let's say, for example, you wanted to do a session on the platform, and you want to invite World of Women use, uh, you know, users mm -hmm. holders, right? mm -hmm. holders. So um, or, or BFF holders, right? All you have to do is just add their contract address, and yeah, and you can give them access. So cool. it, it opens up this new possibility for token gating and creating token gated experiences. That was never there before. And that has nothing to do with the prices going up or down. Right. Totally. Like in some ways, I kind of wish that everything was just a stable coin. So we didn't have to worry about that. And we could just yeah. focus on the technology. Yeah. Because because the technology is kind of like this is this is the next iteration of the internet. You can think of it, uh, you know, I think one of the things that got me into it was um, when I first started reading about it in 2017, got really into it was nothing to do with the price. I didn't buy any Bitcoin. Uh, it was that I read books about blockchain. So I was doing a lot of research on AI. And then mm -hmm. I came, uh, I kept coming across this word blockchain. So I started picking up books about blockchain. And when I read it, I the first thing I understood was that this is going to disrupt Facebook, Amazon, Google, you know, uh, and, and governments. That's what was interesting to me. I didn't know anything about, you know, the prices or the market. Right. So so if yeah. we could get people to understand that this is a tech, if you thought that tech, uh, if you thought that social media was uh, was a powerful technology for your business, for your career, this is the next iteration. This is the next level. So, yeah. yeah so I think those are the kind of people. But but um, have you had any kind of new people coming into your ecosystem uh, in the past, um, you know, let's say six months to nine months? Yeah, I mean, we get a ton of applications. So our um, our Discord is application gated. So you don't have to pay any money to be in Boys Club. There's no, um, yeah, there's no sort of like token holding threshold or anything that we do. We just, we gate our Discord um, on an application. And that's really just to screen for, like, obviously we want to keep it just like a really high value conversation in there. And so we're screening for like, obviously bots and things like that, but also people who are looking to, we want to we, like, we, as the founders and as the core team and as the people who are sort of running it, like every decision that we make around boys club is, is framed in like, how can we be adding value into this community? Like, how can we just be continually pouring into it? And not extra and then trying not to extract value. I think that that's like been a principle from day one. And I think that that's 
um, something that we're really protective of. And so in terms of just like the application, that's, that's what we're screening for as well. Like are people coming into this community looking to ex extract from it or are they looking to like add into it? And so that's why, anyway, that's where, why we're application gated. Um, so we still get a ton of applications every week. Um, I would say that the applications have shifted from I'm a florist and I'm, I saw something about crypto and I have no idea what it is. Like I have, I don't even have a wallet address. I'm brand new to this and I'm curious. And like, this seems like a safe place for me to land. It's shifted from that to, oh, I'm a, I'm a product manager at Ledger and I just really want to be in a network, a high value, like high signal network of people who are really smart and, and primarily women who are working in this space. So I think it's just like the profile has shifted a little bit and I expect it to continue to shift as the market will continue to do what it's doing and as new use cases emerge. Um, but I think it's, yeah, we sort of have that first principle of like adding value versus extracting, which is really important. It sounds to me like it's very beneficial for you to have a token, uh, a soulbound token. We, we've, we are doing that now. So we have- okay. uh, we have two kinds of tokens. We've got a gen our Genesis token, which is a very small collection, uh, and it's mostly people who are founders and they want to, you know, run their own sessions on the platform, etc. Mm -hmm. And then uh, there is the um, we have a Soulbound token for uh, for other people who want to, you know, who are there to learn. Having a token is very powerful because it, it enables you to collaborate with other communities in a way that yeah. uh, that's difficult to do with without it. Um, and uh, yeah, have you have you looked into that? Have you thought about it? So we, yeah, we've kind of approached token um, and sort of the when token conversation very uh, slowly I th and very um, sort of deliberately. We do have uh, an NFT collection um, that, uh, yeah, that that we have. So there there is a representation of the Boys Club community through the holders of that token and there was also um which some of which were purchased but some of which were given away to the people who are in a discord in our community so we do have an on-chain footprint and we also have um, a partnership with with disco who do um uh verifiable credentials and we have a, a membership badge a, a credential a vc credential badge with them as well so um there is a there is an on chain footprint, but um, I I think what you're pointing to is that like that's like the lever in this world that we have to work with, and that's the bigger sort of on chain footprint that you have as a community. Just the more leverage you have to be able to sort of move around and plug into different things, and so that's definitely like a big priority for us in 2023. Is like okay, we had a couple of experiments with NFTs and um, DIDs and things like that, but like what's the how are we really expressing membership through something that everyone can have in their wallet that unlocks access to them for other things? So totally hear you. And that's that's very squarely what we're looking at for this year. Very cool. There's um there's a company called um Fair XYZ, Fair XYZ, okay. right? Check them out. They you can create a free you can create your uh, tokens for free. And uh, to my request, they've just enabled Soulbound tokens because I'm such a big fan of Soulbound tokens. They've enabled that. So you can create Soulbound tokens. Um, you can go there and create them for free. Definitely worth awesome. checking I will. it, right? So I you don't have to pay for you know uh, developers and all that stuff. Um, so going back to, you know, you had your it was you and your friend. Uh, your friend was um, less 
uh, Natasha, right? Yeah, she was yes. less interested in in these things. What do you think was the personality differences between the two of you? What was it like? What, I guess my, what I'm um, really interested in, you know, before in peak, before it was in peak, it was femme, and we started out with a similar vision to you guys. Mm-hmm. But I uh, I changed course because it was so difficult to get women uh, into interested in technology business in general. Like it, uh, it's you know it was I, I felt like because we did, I wanted to build a company. It wasn't a nonprofit. It wasn't a DAO. Yeah, you know, I wanted to build a business, and uh, and the problem I had was that um, the market size was extremely small, and I, I and I just couldn't. Um, galvanize enough women uh you know to get into uh, the space so so i'm interested to know like you know i think a lot about myself i i'm an early adopter and and i just wonder what is um what's the what is the thing that you think got uh you into it earlier and you know what was the thing that made you more kind of courageous in a way to to take that leap yeah i mean i think that I am, I'm personally like really interested in the technology. And I think that I get the sense that you are as well. And so when I came across Bitcoin at first, um, I was actually, to be honest, to be totally fair, I was initially, personally, I was initially drawn into crypto because of the price action. So it was 2017, you remember, it was like prices were going crazy. And I was like, wow, what's happening over here? I kind of want to understand it. And so in total transparency, the prices are what got me to look at it in the first place and then fell in love with the technology and what I felt, how radical it was and what I felt like it could make possible for the world and what an incredible tool um, for for mass coordination that it presented. But uh but yeah, I was I was initially interested in technology. I mean, I I think that and I, I and that's not there that's not there as much for Natasha. She is, um, and a lot of the women that I see are are coming into that have come into the boys club in the past year. It's been a lot more about like what's uh, how can this be expressed in my life? Like what what's the actual like way that this is showing up in the things that I care about? And for her, it wasn't tech it was art or it was fashion or it was um, things like social clubs and friends with benefits. So I I think like one thing that I've learned is that crypto is just a mirror to the things that you care about. And I cared about money at first, but then tech. And so crypto looked like money and then tech to me. And so I was able to sort of find my way through it and get interested in sort of, um, but I think that that's true for everyone like you. There's so many different corners of crypto Twitter and they all look totally different because people are it means different things to different people. Right? It's expressed in different ways to different people. And I think that like the one thing that we're trying to do at Boys Club is like, how do we just give the widest possible surface area for women to come in and and experience what's happening and what's happening in Web3 and give them a wide sur- surface area of types of things that are happening from philanthropy to digital fashion to art and like hopefully by giving them a really wide space like you'll be able to come into boys club and be like oh 
okay, interesting. Like I'm into the DAO thing. Like I can sort of see a really compelling use case for that is, is applicable to my life for the DAO thing. And so they go down a little DAO rabbit hole, right? People like start to go down their little rabbit holes, but you need to give them the, you need to cast a wide net for them in order to be able to see the possibilities of what crypto can do or what Web3 can do. So I think that like, that's really what we think a lot about at Boys Club is like, what's the What's the widest possible surface area that we can give to someone to understand what this technology makes possible? Um, and then I think the other thing, and this is particularly what we try to have come through at our events, is um, really just igniting a curiosity. So you know, just as well as I do, that there's so much friction in this space, right? Like you are coming in fresh, you're coming in green, you're like, I have no idea what a wallet is, like or what a private key versus a public key is, or what these different coins are, and how Bitcoin is different. Than, like, there's so much friction to getting started and 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 finding your way through this world. And it really, it really takes like that that friction and the willingness to work through that friction. Like, has to be self motivated, right? Like, you have to you have to be wanting to, you have to want to do it and you have to be willing to do the research and do it yourself. And I think that what we found is that if we're able to, one really effective driver of that is curiosity. So if you're able to ignite a curiosity in someone around what's possible with this technology, that curiosity can be like the gas for the car to work through this friction. If it's, done in the right way. So that's something that we think a lot about at our events. It's like, how can, if we're getting 200 women in a room to talk about, I don't know, web three, half of them are going to be basically kind of new to this. Um, how are we get positioning the speakers and topics so that they're like, oh man, that's like interesting. And then they go home and they do the research themselves. So I don't know if that exactly answers your question, but it's a big, yeah, no, no, I agree. So basically it's a combination of igniting more curiosity and uh, reducing friction. It's a combination yeah. of the two. We need to do both, yeah. right? So, and and this is the key to getting as many people as possible. So I, I was talking uh, on a Twitter space the other day uh, and I, I just focused on this whole idea of token gating and, and how we are connecting communities with each other and mm -hmm. how this is going to open up a whole new um, world of possibilities for people to build a business you know, to yeah. build, to build, you know, like uh, a community. And it was so interesting for people who were listening. They had so many questions. I was like, the, the, the space was supposed to be for an hour and it went on for one, one and a half, half hours. And I was like, all right, guys, I really need to go now. You know, but it was, it was, uh, it created so much um, interest and, and a lot of questions. And, and um, I think we need to just show people how this is going to uh, empower them uh, and uh, what that means. And I think the the whole crypto space is just so powerful that sometimes people are afraid of that. Like they're like, like I can't handle this power. Like, uh, you know, the fact that like, you tell them you can actually mint your own token and you, <laughs> you, you know, and it, it does these things and, and that like you can remove the intermediary here and there. And, and yeah. you know, that, that is what, what you're going to do with it. You don't need a bank. And they're like, Oh my God, like, this is just scary, you know? So, so um, 
that's where you know the, the I think part of it is just a mindset shift for people to think totally. you know what I'm worthy of um, having this power because for a very long time we have been told by uh, big corporations and and by uh, governments that you don't need the power you, you know like like we we've got this like you know you you just you know and and when you think about and I was talking to Raul about this so it was like you know the whole idea of um, how machine learning and AI has been made possible uh, on these big platforms through the content that we create, through the, the input that we do. So, so basically, we are kind of like these dinosaurs creating the oil that f- fuels you know, their machine learning algorithm. If we were not all on social media creating this content, that machine learning algorithm would, ha- would have not gotten mm. to very good. But, but, but if we had a token for all of the input that we did, we wouldn't now be sitting here worrying about the fact that AI is going to eat our jobs, you know, because because we enabled that, right? So so we should mm. get something back for it, and and that's what blockchain technology makes possible, you know. Like now that I'm building this platform, this is, this is what I was saying to Raul that I was like, you know, like I have nothing to lose, right? Like you know that um, you know uh, Facebook and and YouTube they do have, you know, or, or you know, Google, they have a lot to lose because they will lose their yeah. advertising revenue, right? I have nothing to lose. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to design this in a way that that takes the participation of the creators and uh, in, in, in account and, and will actually um, reward them for it. That's putting yeah. power back into the creator's, um, you know, hands in a way that was never there before because before that yeah. it was more like a casino you would go in there everybody would play most people would lose some people would would win but the house always won but now yeah. we're gonna, we're going to share that and i think part of that is just this having this mindset shift um not just for women but also for for everybody that totally. we are worth it we are worth it and we we deserve to have that power but but especially when it comes to women it's even another level because because in addition to everything else that we have all been exposed to, you know, by social media, by, you know, the um, governments and big corporations, in addition to all that, women have had another layer of that on top of that socially and, um, you know, uh, culturally that, that says to them, you know, you don't need to deal with money. Like, you know, uh, so there's been so many times where I would ask a woman, um, do you have a crypto wallet? And they would say, I don't have one, but my boyfriend has or my husband has, you know, like, and I'm like, but your husband is not you, you know, like it, this, this, this is not like a creating a joint account for, you know, you, you actually are a, a, a person. So, so do you see that type of mindset? You know, have you had to work with women to, to, to have that mindset shift? Um, yeah, it's a great question. I mean, I, I will say that one of the first projects that I heard about when I was first getting into Bitcoin in 2017 that like really brought it home for me was um, the, do you know Roy Maboub who was working with women in Afghanistan to, so this was, I want to like, I think it was like 10 years ago. She had, um, she's in Afghanistan and she uh, what had, um, I think some publishing platform that she she had and she was hiring um, 
Afghani women as writers for this platform. And she needed to get them paid. But in Afghanistan at the time, there it was like it, it was not it was not in the culture where women would have their own bank account. I think like maybe it was not even legal. So none of these women had their own bank accounts. And so she couldn't pay them. And so she kind of fell into Bitcoin as a use case accidentally. She sort of like backed into it where she was like, okay, well, here's the solution, I guess, where I can like start, I can, I can transfer value to these women who had been doing work for me. And, um, and so she started paying them in Bitcoin, which like actually was like a really radical act when you think about it, because for the first time in those women's lives, they had autonomy over their own finances. And that is huge. I mean, cut to years later and, you know, those those women were I think I think there's some stories where some of them were using those funds to um yeah, like take care of the family. Like it's just that that opened up a lot for them. And that was like kind of the first time that I mean, because I'm was born in the US in the like late 21st century, like I, I like 20th century, I I have a lot of privilege and I've never been in a situation, American, I've never had a situation like that. Like it's, I, I have so much embedded privilege in, in my experience of money, but um, it was seeing that use case that it was like, man, it's really special. So um, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, I can't exactly remember what your question was, but that's something that has. has yeah, that mindset. Right. I, I was actually born yeah. in Iran. Uh, I was born and brought up in Iran. So I came to the UK when I was 23. Um, so I uh, very much relate to what yeah. you just talked about. And I, I still have, uh, I have staff in Bangladesh where even until three years ago, um, the the lady didn't have a, a bank account, you know, and, and yeah. I, I have a, it's a couple that they work with. So at first I hired the guy and then we had some extra tasks. I said, um, so tell me about your wife. And he said, oh, she's uh, doing a, ma- uh, a master's in economy or something like that. I was like, what? Okay, we need to hire her, you know. And but she didn't have a bank account, right? And yeah. and and, and he, uh, she said, "Oh, send it to you know the husband." I was like, "No, no, no! You're getting your own bank account. Get me your bank account details, you know, so that you're gonna thank me for it." Now she has crypto, she has NFTs, you know, like she's nice, nice, nice. In a completely different kind of, <laughs> kind of place. Uh, so, um, I think just one thing that I th- I think that what I, money is emotional. Like there's there's no two ways about it. It's it's emotional. We get very little, at least in the U.S., very little education about it growing up. Um, if you don't come from money, you don't like I I didn't come from money. And then all of a sudden in my career, I'm looking around and I'm seeing people who did come from money, think, looking at money as a tool for them to get more money with it. And so me growing up with like a scarcity mindset, I never thought I thought money was this like thing that I had to fiercely protect because otherwise it will go away. And meanwhile, people who have money and who have an education around money are like, no, this is how I can make more money. That like blew my mind when I first like realized that. And, and I think just like even beyond education about finance, like, or, or and personal finance, it's just like really emotional. And, and we're, we have, we're in our careers as women and we have salaries and 
that's emotional and we don't know how to talk. And so I think even more than any, any conversations about investing or anything like that, I think in Boys Club, it's just like, there's a space for you to like, it's just like a space to talk about it if you want to. And like just an openness there that I think um, people like want and need. And I think in particular women want and need the freedom to be able to talk about money um, and to be able to ask questions about it and not feel stupid. Um, and so I think that like more than anything else, that's kind of the the problem that we're trying that that we do solve for within our community, at least. A hundred percent. So tell me a little bit about your your roadmap, your plans, you know, how many people are in the community now? Yeah. And, yeah, um, yeah. And where are you going with it? So um we uh so we, we started uh November last year, um about four or five months into that, we then formalized a DAO, which was basically like again kind of accident not accidental, but like it was a result of there just being kind of a lot of people who were sitting around the table and being like, how do I participate? And we're like, I guess maybe we can like form a DAO for this thing. And, um, and so then that was the DAO and we sort of had a, a season of, of the DAO, first season of the DAO. And now we're entering 2023 in like kind of our second season of the DAO and thinking about um, one, how we clean that up there. Like we, we are very much an experimental community where we're like, let's just see, let's just try it. And the result of that experimentation is that there's a lot of like failures and mistakes and stuff that's made, but we're at peace with that. And so we're basically like taking the failures and the mistakes that were made in the first season and trying to think about how we apply that for, for this next year. I think that um, we're thinking a lot about media. Uh, we have a zine, um, a little magazine coming out um, in uh, next month, actually, and that will be a physical and digital zine. And there will be some, some minting and, um, uh, lots of sort of digital things that are woven throughout that. Um, we're, we're, uh, yeah, we just launched a second podcast in our network. Um, we have some newsletters and really sort of just thinking about like, yeah, this, this intersection of culture and technology. And if that's something that you're interested in and you vibe with our particular lens, which is like very irreverent and definitely has like a feminine take on things, uh, with some pop culture woven in, then you would enjoy it. And if you, that doesn't sound like fun to you, then you definitely wouldn't. But that we're at peace with being in sort of our niche. Um, so yeah, media, we're thinking a lot about, we're thinking a lot about like the DAO and its purpose and um, and doing some experimentation for um, yeah different builders and, and product experiments in our community as well. So that's kind of what's next for us. Well, thank you so much. This has been so interesting, Dina, and I'm really looking forward to following your journey. Uh, you know, one of our Genesis holders um, uh, connected us, uh, so uh, I know that she's a big fan. So um, I, I look forward to continuing the conversation. All awesome. right. Thank you so much awesome. for having me. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Dina Berg. Be sure to check out Boys Club, follow their journey, and support them. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe to it on Apple, Spotify, or any other one of your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to give it a five-star rating and write a review. The full interviews are also available on my YouTube channel, The Somi Arya Show.